Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club Podcast, where every week, Mr. Dean and I talk about films we love, films we've never seen before, some are good, some are bad, but we always have fun at the Film Club Podcast. Mr. Dean, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Please don't call me Mr. Dean. (laughs) It sounds so formal for this kind of conversation. And it's not going to be a formal conversation today because it's my pick, and we're talking about a film that's near and dear to my heart. We're going to be talking about Halloween 2018. Yes, we are. This is the reboot that just made it, right? The reboot that's technically the sequel to a movie that came out over 40 years ago. It's a very interesting kind of movie, right? It's a good movie. It is a good movie. I think we can both open with that. It's it's a good movie. Out of the Halloween films, it's really good. I mean, when you have the star of the film saying that this is like one of the best sequels to the original film, yeah, it's a great movie. So, should we tell everybody about our weekend? You're going to, so you might as well. Because we spoiled it last week that we were going to be meeting some of the cast and crew from Halloween Past and Present. Yeah. And, wow, it was a blast. Yeah, we got to meet Nick Castle, James Jude Courtney, PJ Souls, um... Will Sandin? Yeah, Will Sandin. And all of them were really awesome. They were really cool people. Got I got them to sign my uh, copy of the original script, which was su- super cool. You loved walking around with that script. It was super cool. And everybody's like, oh, no one's brought me one of these. So it was really nice. Yeah, I thought it was really creative on your part to bring a script with you. Yeah. It's not the most original thing out there, but eh, it was something nice to get signed. Well, I mean, uh, everyone else, including myself, had posters. So, you know, we Posters, got... pops. Yeah. Lots of Funko Pops. Oh, my God. So many Funko Pops and action figures and statuettes that people were signing. But yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was awesome. Um, the Sugarman Gallery in Pasadena threw the event, the event together. So kudos to you guys. You guys put together a killer event. Really great gallery. If you guys haven't gone to that gallery, highly recommend. They have tons of great art installations that they change out every few months. But yeah, so the movie. The movie. The movie that brings us here yes. together today. Halloween 2018. Where do you want to get started on this one? Well, I think we should probably start with the plot of this movie. After you. Halloween 2018 starts with Laurie Strode. She's back. And we are 40 years away from the events that occurred when she was a teenager. And Laurie has been kind of a doomsday prepper since she was attacked so many years ago. She's had a daughter. She has a granddaughter. And Michael is being transferred from one institution to another, and of course, he escapes. And now it's turned into doomsday to we are here, it is time to fight off Michael Myers. And will they get him in the end? We don't know. I mean, they they do. It, this movie's been do out they? A, I mean... Because we yeah. do have Halloween Kills that's coming out tonight. You know what? That's the thing. I I fucking hate all the sequels to Halloween with a passion. You're excited to see Halloween Kills just as much as I am. I'm excited to see Halloween Kills because this movie, oddly enough, wasn't shit, which is such an abnormal thing to happen with, like, the Halloween sequels. I will continue to go back with this. The Halloween franchise as a whole is pretty bad. The first one, John Carpenter's 78 Mm -hmm. Halloween, is a masterpiece. Yes. Halloween 2 is pretty decent and then the rest of them almost unanimously are, are pretty garbage halloween h2o was like a really good like yeah. really good comeback here's like but it's like it went halloween halloween 2 
H2O yeah. and the rest of the seven movies were hot garbage. Yeah. And then this movie is like, finally, it's Halloween, Halloween, Halloween 2, mm-hmm. and H2O. I'm, I'm mean, just going to go on a tangent. I mean, for me, I'd flip it. It would be Halloween, Halloween 2018, H2O, and then Halloween 2. Yeah, I can see that. Halloween Halloween H2O, I just have... We're, we'll get to that at some point. We will. Because the CGI mask annoys me. Yeah. So, but Halloween. I'm going to go into my little spiel about how this movie came into being, because it's really interesting. Oh, yeah. It's it's interesting to see how many different hands it was passed through until we actually got the final product in 2018. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go deep dive from 78 on, because that's a whole other fiasco, but I will start with some of the highlights for how we get directly to this movie. Okay. Rob Zombie's Halloween film and Halloween 2, the studio wanted a third film, right? Mm-hmm. But I've, I haven't seen either. Really? Yeah. You know. you, honestly, they're, they are um, not great movies. They're really flawed. Halloween 2 is objectively pretty bad. But they have probably one of the best Michael Myers to be like portray him on screen, Tyler Maine. Mostly just because, like, I'm not even joking. He's like 6'8 and like 300 pounds. So he actually has a physically dominating screen presence. But the rest of the movies are kind of bad. It's a good Michael, but the rest of the movie's kind of bad. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Nick Castle and James Jude Courtney as Michael Myers. No, that's totally fine. They're great actors in and of themselves. It's just, I really enjoyed Tyler Mayne as Michael Myers. That's probably just I will be judging you over here while I sip on my Dr. Pepper. You fucking monster. But, speaking of monsters, so Rob Zombie, uh, he declined to do a third movie because after the first two and studio stuff, he just was not down. And so the Weinstein Company... Decided, you know what? We're going to make a third Halloween film without him. With a blackjack and hookers. And it's going to be 3D. It was yeah. going to be Halloween 3D. And that fell through. And then, you know, cashing in on the found footage genre. They were like, let's make a found footage Halloween film. And we'll make that 3D. That also fell through. Yes. And then they said, you know what? Fuck it. We'll make a direct sequel to Halloween 2. We'll set it in 1988. We'll have... Jason Isaacs played Dr. Loomis, and it'll be all like a period piece of like this horror film set in 1980. It'll be perfect. And that also fell through. But I do suggest you find that script because it's actually kind of metal. Okay. But this cycle of the Weinstein Company trying to come up with a reasonable thing to do with the franchise comes in, fails, comes in, fails until they run the rights out. Yep. It goes up for sale. Jason Blum of the Blum House production company all hail blumhouse all hail blumhouse uh they go in with universal they get this idea like okay now that we have the rights to halloween we can finally make a good halloween movie Mm -hmm. so they get the film and they're trying to figure out we should just make a sequel to rob zombie's film we'll just continue that continuity they said no that's horrible And then they're like, well, we'll make a Halloween film that follows where Halloween Resurrection left off. We'll go back to the old continuity. They're like, no, those movies were horrible. Okay, then we'll make a movie that's in direct sequel, but we'll only count the first two films as canon. And we'll make it a period piece. Yeah. Like the Jason Isaacs one. And they're like, yes, but let's change some stuff. And that's how we get this movie, where it's a modern sequel to Halloween 1 and 2. Well, more more Halloween than 1. Hall- yeah, more Halloween 1. I think Halloween 2 is only a 
it's like a loose canon relation to that film, right? Because some stuff from Halloween 2 is included, but not everything. Not everything, but it's canon because one of our characters that does get killed in the film says, you know, well, isn't your grandmother and Michael Myers, like, brother and sister? Which is only in two. In two, yeah. And then, you know, Laurie Strode's granddaughter's like, no, that's just some rumor that the newspapers came up with to make people feel better. So it's like, we kind of get touches of each movie Mm. in this film. Yeah. And that's the thing, because that whole course of time is basically from 2009 to 2018. So nine years is how long it took for this film to even be made yeah it's just been permeating and turning into different things and i think we got a beautiful cut at the end i'm surprised we got anything good at the end of this not only good but like really good because this film is released in 2018 and it makes 256 million dollars against a 10 to 15 million dollar budget boom there you go just raking up those numbers i'm not even discrediting it because like that blumhouse model is is really good just i will give you a modest budget but i'll give it to people who are good filmmakers and just give them the creative frame to do whatever and i can i can applaud that yeah but also not only did it make all that money it also had a very rare thing happen with the halloween franchise and horror movies in general the clouds opened up and the critics came down and were like, this is a good movie. And I was like, what? And I was like, it was a miracle. It was a miracle. Literally, I have a quote from one of the critics that um, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But in his eyes, it wiped the slate clean for the franchise. Literally, this movie made up for the decades of bad, like the bad films the franchise had. Yeah. This movie revived the series. And it's pretty true oh yeah and with that production hell it's a miracle that this even happened yeah halloween 2018 definitely wiped the slate clean but it's no matter how bad the in-between movies were until we got here people love this franchise oh yeah don't get me wrong i completely can understand why people really enjoy and love the halloween franchise it's one of those things where i feel when you look back at the original halloween it's it's almost it's tamed by today's standards right but it's it was so different than everything else that was coming out at the time and it basically influenced the entire slasher genre it was the template for the slasher genre absolutely and it's just really interesting to get this this film halloween 2018 where it felt like almost a throwback film Mm -hmm. in that way where it's like wait we can have like good slasher films again we haven't had a good slasher film in like 20 fucking years. It's back. It's finally back. It's finally happening. But now let's actually talk about the fucking movie. Since I, and everybody, and there was my long tangent about the production and all that other stuff. Brava, brava. Brava. Uh, we're only 15 minutes in. But now we get to talk about the real movie. So I like how in this movie, you know, the original Halloween, no blood. It's very minimal. We see yeah. it mostly in the beginning when Michael kills his sister. Yeah. This movie is kind of upgraded to today's standards where... It's a lot more gory. And there's a lot more blood effects. It It's definitely picked up a lot of tricks that were coming in the slasher genre yeah. in the intermeaning years. You know, versus 78 where they kind of pulled more towards Hitchcock. Where mm. it's more what you don't see. A lot more suspense. And yeah. that's credit to John Carpenter as a director. Which is... 
probably the most interesting thing when you compare the two is David Gorda Green and John Carpenter are totally different directors. Mm -hmm. Like, John Carpenter, I don't think you would ever describe him as a flashy director. No. But David Gordon Green, he, he kind of likes playing with people's expectations with the camera. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting when I was doing my research that, I guess in an interview, Jamie Lee Curtis said that she really felt close to the new director of this film because he reminded her so much of John Carpenter when he was doing Halloween in 78. Mm -hmm. So even though they're two different types of directors, they do have some common interests that were able to pull these two amazing films together. Oh, yeah. And it's also fascinating just because this movie... I, I'm going to keep going back. This movie, this movie should not be as good as it is. I love it. I, I mean, I understand. It's Don't get me wrong, I still think it's a really, really good movie. I don't love it. There's certain things I'm like, you know, I really wish, like, some of the characters had more to do. Like, the boyfriend that is cheating on, um, uh, oh god. On, the, on Lori's granddaughter? On Lori's granddaughter. He just disappears, and then it's like, oh no, you're gonna get him in, in Halloween Kills, right? And yeah. I think that's the only thing. That's the, my biggest issue with this, is it feels like part one of more movies, and I hate that. It's one of those things where it's the, it's why I really love the original Halloween. It's a great movie if there's no sequels, because as a standalone piece, it's fantastic. The ending of the original Halloween is so creepy. It's so good, because it's so open, and it lets your imagination run wild. And this movie does that. It has that same open ending where it's like, Oh, Michael could be anywhere, and it's the blaze in the house and yeah. all that stuff. But then I'm like, wait, there's like a five, three or four plot lines that didn't get wrapped up here. Oh, it's because there's a sequel after this. Motherfucker. Just do it all in one. Yeah, and I mean, that's how John Carpenter felt with 78. He really wanted that to be a standalone piece, nothing else. Yeah. But the studio was like, wow, you just raked in a ton of cash. This could be a cash cow. We got to keep the story going. Mm -hmm. And that's how we got, you know two through however the way that they were because john carpenter really didn't have his hand in them yeah because that that's my favorite i love john carpenter me too he's great he's he is everybody's grumpy old old man <laughs> because he has said continually the reason he loves the halloween franchise is because every time they make a new halloween movie i hold my hand out and a check appears <laughs> because halloween's one of the one of the only films in his filmography that is very popular, continually getting remade. They're continually adding movies onto it. A studio keeps churning them out because they're so popular. Yeah. And he owns the entire creative rights to Michael Myers. Yeah. And they have to keep paying him out for these, even if they're bad. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. He's like, I, I made one great movie and it's been paying me out for decades. Yeah. John Carpenter's awesome. We should have more John Carpenter He's movies. the best. He's great. I love The Thing. That's a great movie. Yes, I know. You love The Thing a lot. It's great. It's his masterpiece. But back to Halloween. Yes. So I really like that in Halloween 2018, they kick it back to 78, where you really get the POV, like you're moving with the characters in the film. There's also a lot of homages going on in Halloween 2018. Yeah. Where Michael's going through, you know, the same, like the same house as Lord went through in the first one. And there's all these, like... He's killing people the same way that he killed them in 78. Yeah, and there's a lot of like interesting visual homages going on. How he finds the butcher knife is the same way that he finds it in 
um, Halloween 2, and it's, like, even set up in the same, like, kitchen setup, yeah. which is, like, really detail-oriented set design, which yeah. is really cool. you know, if you're a fan of the movie, you're gonna pick up on these, and if you're not a fan, and this is your first kind of encounter with Halloween, you're still gonna think it's a great film overall. I, I'm, I hesitate to call it a great film, because I think it's a good film, I think it's a really good film, it's just... It's not better than than 78 in my opinion. It's Oh no, 78 is always going to be above it. Yeah, 78's a masterpiece. It's just with 2018 I feel this is probably one of the best in the in the series in the franchise, but it as itself feels like it's again, it's not a completed narrative because of the loose plot lines going on that they're going to pay off in yeah. Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends and so on and so forth. That's the one thing that makes me mad about Halloween Kills is I know there's going to be a, a one after it. So this is the middle part of a three-part story. Would it have worked better for you if we had gotten it the year after 2018? I mean, that was the plan. Yeah, with COVID, it got delayed a year. But do you think it could still work together as a story that we get it kind of two years later? I mean, it, it's going to. I mean, we're go- we are going to go see it. Let's be Absolutely. real. But... I don't know. Let, let's talk about the actual movie. Because um, we talked about mazes and we talked about everything around it. And well, I mean, that, that's just how big the spectrum of the Halloween universe is. You know, I understand that, but it's really... Okay, I actually have a question for you. Okay. Because this movie is like... This movie brought back the Halloween franchise, right? Because... The Halloween franchise, you would admit, was pretty much dead for, like, a decade. I mean, with, like, new releases? No, no, no. Like, in your your opinion. Because we get, like, Resurrection came out in, what, 2000? 99? Somewhere in there. Yeah, and then, like, we had the Rob Zombie Halloween film. The last one came out in 2009, I think. And you didn't even go and see it. You're a huge Halloween. You're a huge Michael Myers, Mark. Oh, yeah. I I refuse to watch it. Yeah. So, in your eyes... Was the franchise dead since we hadn't gotten a new film or any new anything for like a decade? I don't know if I could say it was dead because the people that love Halloween, the franchise isn't dead. No, no, no. I'm talking about movies. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But movie-wise, yeah, you know, really wasn't sure if there was ever going to be another new movie until we got word that there was going to be 2018. Mm -hmm. And there was like, okay, there's hope. And then there was word... Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back for and it's like wow this can actually be the resurgence that we've all been waiting for and it came through yeah so so you're in the camp of you were just hyped that we were getting anything new I was hyped and then really my expectations were met when Jamie Lee Curtis was signed on okay because my expectation for this was it was going to be dog shit no you had you didn't think it was going to be bad Mm -mm. because like well, the thing is like, oh, we got Jamie Lee Curtis in. It's going to be great. And I'm like, yeah, that happened with Resurrection. And that was dog shit. Eh. It, that was the thing. Like, the, It's like going back to the buffet after you've had too much to eat. And it's just making you sicker and sicker. And that's like the Halloween franchise was to me for so long that I started to hate it. I loved 78, but I hated every single movie. And every time they said they were making a new one, I just was so angry that they were trying. It's like Friday the 13th. How many Friday the 13th attempts they've made to make new ones and nothing came out of it? 
And yet, there you are, watching every single last one, because you are a Friday the 13th fanboy. Yeah, because I'm a fucking horrible person that makes poor life decisions. We've made that We've Come made on, that observation. come on, jump on the Halloween train. Come on, you could do it. I'm gonna, no, I'm on the Halloween train. Like, 2018, I really, I really did enjoy. My personal favorite thing is, like, the fact Jamie Lee Curtis showed up and gave a great performance. Like, I love the fact that she was, that the <laughs> character of Laurie Strode was dealing with this PTSD. Jamie Lee Curtis portrayed it so well. The fact that you can see within the framework of the script and the story how that affected all the relationships that were permeating. The world feels so lived in. Mm-hmm. The the parts of the script, or the parts of the story that work, work so well. And then you have the guy that's the stand-in for Dr. Loomis, the therapist. Yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck is he, did he murder the cop? Is it's like, because he's crazy. And I'm like, fuck Be- off. Because he's obsessed with Michael Myers. Fuck off, so am I. I'm not <laughs> killing people dressed as Michael Myers. I've seen every one of these movies. I'm more obsessed with Michael Myers than that guy is. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Uh, and in universe, all right, I've seen Michael Myers kill more, like, naked teenagers than that guy has ever seen, all right? Doesn't he kill, like, two naked teenagers? Out of the whole series? Oh, I'm, I'm thinking, like... See, se- I'm thinking 78 and 2018. See, there you go. <laughs> see, I've, I've seen, you know, the intervening ones. But that's neither here nor there. But I really dig this movie. And it's just one of those things where it's so surprising. That's the thing I keep coming back to. I'm so surprised this movie's good. I yeah. really want it to just be bad so I can just file it in my brain with the rest of Halloween and just like, all right... I watched it, I had my fun, I had my jollies, I can put it away now. But it's actually good, and it annoys the shit out of me. It's good, and I really love the comparison for Laurie Strode, that she comes back kind of like Sarah Connor, where she just comes back kicking ass, she's ready to take on Michael Myers. I don't think she's ready, though, which is the part I like the most about it. Like, she's ready with, like, I have the guns, I have. I live in a compound now. Dude, I want her house. Her no, house you is, don't. Her house is badass. Her house is horrifying. No, Somebody it's knocked, badass. Are you kidding me? It, like, it's in California or Illinois or wherever. It, it, it's, it's, a strong breeze happens, and then, boom, you're locked inside your dungeon house for, like, ever. Because you move in and be like, man, this looks like a nice house. Knock into a wall, and then machetes fly from the ceiling. Because there's a machete room in her house. I refuse to believe there's not. There's a room full of mannequins. There's a machete room in her house. But how cool is that cellar? It's underneath the kitchen island. You could hide under there. Also, I kind of, it made me think, was that a little nod to Psycho with the cellar, the preserves, where he keeps mother? I don't know if that's a direct Psycho nod or if it's something to do with, I'm going to, let me put on. Let me grab my pretentious scotch real quick. Ooh, take no. a sip. Mm, nice scotch. But if we're going with that, Michael ends up at the basement, yeah. right? And Lori, all no matter where she goes, where she is, Michael is always like somewhere in her mind. She can repress it as much as she mm-hmm. can, but he's always there, down at the bottom. He's there, and Michael at the end, he's in the basement, and we mm-hmm. hear the and there's the fire going, and it's like even if she's burning him out, she you know the breathing, all that stuff. Michael is still there somewhere in her head. Yeah. And I think that's why it's in the basement. It's probably more like a thematic kind of thing than a direct psycho nod. Not like H2O where it's like, yeah, we get heavy psycho um, 
Oh. Psycho nods. <laughs> For God's sakes, um, the actress that played Marion Crane, um, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom is in that movie. Yeah. Janet Lee's in that movie. Thank you. I can never remember. Uh, the car from Psycho, the make, the same plate. She drives off in the car. Yeah, she drives off in the car. They infuse the Halloween theme and the Psycho theme together, which is beautiful. I feel H2O just really wanted to be like Psycho 40 years later instead of Halloween 20 years later. <sighs> what a fusion that could have been. But I really liked the Easter eggs that we get in this movie. There's a, there's a lot of them. Like, I... I will go into this in terms of what the movie's doing. I'm just so happy that the director, the writers, seem to actually care. God damn it. This movie makes me angry. It's like, fucking Danny McBride's a writer on this, and I'm like, oh my god, there's gonna be some weird stoner fucking humor in this. Somebody's gonna, Michael's gonna kill a guy with a bong knife, and what the fuck is this? And it's like, no, it's fucking great. They even I, kill the true crime podcasters and they're commentating about how people are profiteering off the death of... Fuck this movie. Ah. I like how Dean's saying all of this, but he's saying it with a big smile on his face. It's it's the problem with this. It's like, I want to find something to not like about it, but I really can't because I, I fucking... I enjoyed so much about this. It's one of those things where I haven't seen a good... I have not seen a good slasher movie in so long. And it's it's like going home. It's, oh, oh, it's like being a wee lad and going back home to the islands. Oh, boy. Well, yeah. Okay, Mr. Dean. Yes. I, I'm sorry. I keep going on these <laughs> rants about this fucking movie. But yeah, you know what? Your turn. You get to go on a rant. Go, go as deep as you want about this movie. I will sit here patiently. No, I don't need to go on a rant. But I think, why don't we jump from what we were talking about to characters? Because we have, you know, of course, we have Laurie and Michael back. Yeah. We have the introduction of Laurie's daughter, mm -hmm. Laurie's granddaughter. And it's just the world's kind of expanding versus Halloween 78, where we have Laurie, a brief cameo by her dad. It's Yeah, in 78, it's a very tight, like, character web. And in Halloween, it's a little bit bigger. It's one of those things in a lot of horror movies like this where you're always looking who's going to be the one to get killed, mm -hmm. whereas, you know, how many of these are bodies and how many of these are characters? Yeah. Like like most slasher movies. 99% of them. And we have um, the... We have her daughter, Karen, yeah. right? Yeah, we have Karen. Poor naming decision, 2018. <laughs> Poor naming decision. And then um, what what's the granddaughter's name? Allison. Allison, okay. So I think Karen and Allison and showing how their relationship has is so affected by the memory of michael myers mm -hmm. and how that has affected um laurie strode jamie lee curtis's character so much it's like it's such a beautiful like family drama going on it's like i could see that whole like dynamic in in a totally different film that's just a straight like family drama but it's so good in this and it's because karen is very much like Mom, you're fucking crazy. He is he is in jail. He has been for 40 years. Yeah. It's fine. I'm really angry you made me learn how to be a green beret when I was seven. <laughs> Can we just get over it? And then, you know, the daughter is very just teenage wasteland. And her boyfriend's a dick. Actually, a cheating dick. Cheating dick. And I'm like, he showed up in a dress... I'm like, bro, you showed up in a dress for this girl. Ain't you going to cheat on her? Come on now. 
At the same party. Like same party. Couldn't have waited. Oh, yeah. And then you have a friend who's uh, really pining for her, and then he dies. And there's th- Then we get to the bodies. Like, we get to the three characters that are characters, and then there's the bodies. And, I mean, I think that it's brilliant that we really start the body count early with, you know, people at the gas station. We're kicking it back to... You know, the the early origins of Michael Myers, where there's the gas station, the coveralls. Mm-hmm. He's really stepping back into his character. So we have, you know, body count, and then just the real body count that takes place once night falls. It's Halloween, people are out trick-or-treating. I like, I He's love just, the first kill at the gas station. That is just... It's so good. There's There's great suspense going on with the teeth. It's gruesome. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, really subtle, and the fact that it... It does it with those, like, podcaster people who mm-hmm. are... As soon as you see them, you're just like, oh, can these people fuck off? Yeah. Oh, my God. And But then it's like, no, oh, this is kind of great. This is kind of awesome. And it's uh, it's a really good, well-done sequence, and I'm really a fan of that one. And just the fact that the female uh, podcaster just kind of gives up. She has the... the It's not a tire iron. It's it, a crowbar. Yeah. She has a crowbar, and she's just kind of like... Well, I'm not going to use it. I'm just going to let him strangle me to death. It's like, do something. Anything. And it's like, no. Like, you're definitely on the body list. Yeah, there's That's the thing. Like, everybody else after this is just bodies. <sighs> I mean, you know, going through this movie the first time, wasn't sure. I'm like, is he going to kill Karen? I mean, really, you know, stick the knife into Lori's heart by taking out the daughter, the granddaughter. I thought that was on. I, I don't think she, he was going to take the granddaughter. I thought he was going to kill Karen. Because I, in a really sick, twisted thought, because once I found out that this was already greenlit as like a three-picture thing, yeah, I thought, okay, we have, it's going to be the first movie, we're going to kill Karen. Second yeah. movie, we're going to kill Allison. Last movie, with Halloween ends, it's mm-hmm. going to end with Lori and Michael like dying together, yeah. and that's the closing of the franchise. You know, the Strode line is completely dead. Michael's dead. The Myers line is dead. The Myers line is dead. It's like Halloween is at an end. I thought that's what was going to happen. I still think in Halloween ends, we're probably going to get the death of Laurie Strode. That would be my, you know, stone cold pick of the century. Yeah, she's probably not going to come back. I mean, I understand it. I get it. Yeah, these stories have to come to an end at some time. I, I really can see it picking up with Allison. Well, that's the... That's the issue with this, is if you pick up with Allison, then it's like, well, you're continuing the continuity where Michael is going to be in his mid-70s to 80s soon. I mean, we're kind of encroaching on, like, Friday the 13th territory where he's not a person anymore. He's He's... he's just this golem of anger. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why I really like Friday the 13th. Jason is just this golem of anger, and it's really funny. But Michael Myers is not that. He's just a force of nature, which is what he's always been billed as. Yeah. But it's, it is a thing where it's like, I really dig this movie is how it's going to keep going. Yeah. Where I have a lot more questions. Because this movie in and of itself, if we really wanted to be quick about it, it's like, it's really good. You should go out and see it. Yes. Also go see Halloween Kills. Yes. If you're a fan of slasher movies, you're going to love this. Even if you're not a fan of slasher movies, there's still enough good stuff in here you'll probably get a kick out of it and it really is kind of the proof in the pudding that these slasher reboots can kind of work because i don't know if you heard but this gets this this gets made 
huge success. Mm -hmm. Everybody's behind it. And Robert Unglund has basically said he's willing to come out of retirement to be be Freddy again. The lawsuit over Friday the 13th got finished, and they are already greenlighting new Friday the 13th movies. Uh, The Chucky television series is a thing now. Yeah, I think it's actually premiering tonight. Yeah, and that's the the craziest thing is as soon as Halloween base Halloween back in the olden days, yeah, it led the charge like, hey, this is the new like horror stuff we're doing. It's because the proto slasher, and it came out in seventy eight, and by and the entire nineteen eighties is taken up by slasher movies. Yeah, then we get like that remake trend in the early two thousands. Nothing really takes, and then Halloween again comes in, and it's like, hey guys, this is how you do it, and now all these people are like. Yeah, you know what? Let's do that. Yeah. It's, I I love when history rhymes. It's really nice. It's like the universe is correcting itself. We're coming back to a happy time <sighs> where all the slashers are back. You I keep jumping between 2018 and 78, and I'm like, ah. this is basically be- just a Halloween retrospective. Be- because they go hand in hand with each other. And I really love that, yeah, it turned into body count and, you know, what different things can he do? But we kicked it back to 2018, where I was actually a little afraid of some of the the scenes in the movie. Yeah, it it went back to suspense. I mean, let alone the closet scene with when the uh, when it's the little kid. It's the little kid and the and, and the babysitter. It's you know it takes you back to that childhood fear of there's a monster in my closet. Is and that the boogeyman? The boogeyman's real. Mm. But we kick it back, and she's you know. It's fine, and she opens the door, and there he is. It's like, you know he's in there, but it's like, I don't want him to be in there. I don't want him to kill the little kid. But I really love that this movie brought back the fear. I mean, don't be wrong. I don't think I'm... There's nothing in this movie that I'm, like, afraid of because I'm I'm a jaded bastard at this point. But I was... I did really appreciate that it... it was being suspenseful that was really going for something more than jump scares Mm -hmm. and it was really it was really really trying and i appreciate the hell out of that but yeah um any anything else you want to talk about with this one well i think we have to talk about the new michael myers that we get in this movie james jude courtney yeah we'll we'll talk about him real quick because we got to meet him we did very nice guy super nice guy yeah, he was really good in this movie. And it's really weird because like Michael's not that Michael's not that hard to get. Make him walk one place to the other, be big and imposing, but James Corney is actually a really good actor in a like that physical sense because yeah. yeah, Michael has this blank expressionless face, but he does have a very imposing presence. Mm-hmm. And he does, like, move things and look at things and, and like, handle objects in a way that's very, very just... It's unique. Yeah, it's one of those things where it inhabits that character in a way that I really, really dig. Because there's been a lot of things going on with the Halloween franchise mm-hmm. where they stopped being, you know... After Nick Castle, it was just stuntmen, yeah. right? That were Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing where it's like, I don't be wrong, there's some stuntmen that are fantastic at, like, you know, using body language and acting yeah. behind masks and doing all these other stuff. 
for James Duke, like um, Kane Hodder, who played Jason in yeah. the later films. He was a great Jason. He became the definitive Jason. Yeah. But with um, Friday the 13th, and, or with um, Halloween and James Duke Courtney, he really embodied, like, a character of Michael Myers, and yeah. he did a fantastic job of it. I mean, Michael Myers kind of reminds me, Michael and Jason kind of remind me of, like, the silent movies, where mm. the actors really had to... You know, express. express with their bodies and their faces. And with these two, we don't see their face. We see a mask the entire time. Mm-hmm. And just body language alone tells so much of a story. And I think that's special that these guys can pull this off. Yeah, it's why I like um, Charlton Heston. Yeah. Because people call Charlton Heston a very wooden actor. But I'm like, no, he's a very physical actor. He has mm-hmm. a very physical like way he portrays his characters. Um, and... I can see that here. Mm-hmm. You know, James and Courtney is not Charlton Heston, but he, he's really using his body to like tell a story and portray a character, and I really think it does a good job. And it's interesting to see that Nick Castle is kind of passing over the torch to James Jude Courtney. Yeah, and it's not a thing like he's begrudgingly doing it. It's no, we finally found the person that is worthy of taking over this role, and it's fun because michael's back yeah he's, we have a good michael again we have a great michael again um i mean just meeting him it it kind of adds to the michael character because he's such a nice guy he's really nice and you know seeing him in person it's kind of like wow you are tall so yeah that really adds to the the menacingness of michael myers it's not like oh it's this little short dude with a knife I mean, it's like, not, not to burst anyone's bubble but i am Taller than James Duke Courtney. Are you? I thought you guys were about maybe the same height, or uh, I was just saying, I was as, I was as tall or at least taller than Michael Myers. I'm feeling really good about this right now. But did Michael Myers call you darling? He did not. But you you got weak at the knees. You were like, Ooh. oh Michael, oh oh Eve. Uh, it was a it was a fun experience. It was a great experience. Um, thank you again, James Jude Courtney, for being so kind and gracious with your time. Um, I can't wait to see Halloween Kills. And you know what? I think that's that's going to be our last little talking point here because we're getting we're getting a little little deep into this recording. So, what are you hoping to see in Halloween Kills? Well, Halloween 2018 was more we're finally bridging the the gap between the old and the new. The old and the new. Now we're kind of banning the Strode girls together to take down Michael. We have the town of Haddonfield that is just up to here with Michael's antics. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see more of the past be brought into the future. You, you want a lot more because, because you're a fan of the detail oriented stuff going on here. You want more of the Easter eggs, more of the callbacks, more of that. You're going to get that. Cause what is it? They already spoiled that. Like, what is it? Um, Tommy's coming back. Uh, Lindsay's coming back. Mm -hmm. The nurse is coming back. I mean, we don't have Donald Pleasance anymore. May he rest in peace. Yes. Actually, he'd be a hundred and something years old if he was still alive. Yeah, I, I don't remember if it was his birthday or his death date that just recently passed. Yeah, but, but I, yeah, I know he'd be, he'd, be, he'd be 
He would be a a super duper senior if he were still with us. I know Saturday you were so stoked when that uh, cosplayer showed up as Donald Pleasant because everyone shows up as Michael Myers <laughs> and the oh the parents get their little kids <laughs> to show up as young Michael and no one shows up as Donald Pleasant. And and, Donald Pleasant showed up. And, and we have our friend Rob who cosplays as Michael Myers. He's um, at the real Michael Myers on Instagram. And I he's, mean, he's really good. He's too. great. He always shows up in a different, you know, form of Michael. He showed up for the 78 version this mm. past Saturday. Yeah. And I mean, it's just amazing every time he, he, he goes all out. For he goes those. all out. He knows the walk. He does the head tilts. I'm pretty sure does is, um, does he make his own Michael mask? I think, I know he buys them, but I think he might enhance them too whatever costume he's gonna be or whatever version he's gonna be yeah because i think i saw one where he did a halloween 2 one that might have been the first time he did it and i saw like the punctures and there was like how i i'll just go in to say he's he's very good at his craft very good yeah the first time we met him he was halloween 2018 michael Mm -hmm. and then when we went to midsummer scream over the summer he was halloween 2 because he had the the blood coming down from the eyes. That's ice. what it was, yeah. And then this past weekend, he was 78. So, give him a follow. I mean, he does cool stuff where he kind of fuses Michael into, like, current situations. I, my, my favorite is um, business casual Michael Myers. Absolute favorite. But did you see his pictures when he was, like, um, uh, was Mike, Michael on vacation? Michael on vacation. That, no, that's my favorite. Where, that's where my he had, like, the, the Hawaiian shirts, and he was just, like, chilling out in front of the Michael Myers house. Oh, yeah, that was great. But I'm excited to see them go back to the house because we don't get the house in 2018 we don't know in karen's bedroom we have a dollhouse that's a replica of michael myers house but this time we're actually going back into haddonfield so you're excited to just keep keep digging into the old of halloween and just seeing what they do new with it i love nostalgia i'm excited to see the old and the new meet but i'm also excited to see the kills Because just off the trailers that we've seen, this is like Michael on PCP. He is just like even angrier. He is going after everybody in his path. I'm I'm just excited to just, I'm just excited to see the movie and see, I'm really interested to see how they incorporate a lot of those older characters into the story. Because we didn't see Tommy or Lindsay or any of them in the previous film. No. So I'm going to be interested how they bring it back, how they reconnect. Is it going to be like a Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, calls him I was like, Avengers, assemble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would that would be the best. <laughs> that but would be awesome. That's, uh, that's going to be a story for Halloween. Because guess what uh, movie we're going to be doing for Halloween? We're going to spoil it early. We're going to be talking about Halloween Kills the week of Halloween. But but before that, we have one recording day in between because we're bad at scheduling and we we're not that bad. We're, we're not that bad, but we also forgot where certain things lined up. So in the meantime, we're going to have you enjoy a Peter Jackson film. No, not Lord of the Rings. We're going to be showing you one of his very first films, and it's going to be pretty sweet because it's going to be dead alive. That's right, 1992 Dead Alive, also known as Brain Dead in native New Zealand. It's a fun zombie comedy, great gore fest. I think you're going to really dig it. I've never seen it, so I'm excited. I like Peter Jackson movies. I love zombie movies, so 
I'm excited to watch it. I will give you uh, one word of warning. You're going to watch this and then try and figure out what studio would have given this man a billion dollars to make Lord of the Rings. Because it is a wonderful movie. Wonderful movie. All right, I'm game. But if they wanted to listen to that, listen to the Halloween stuff, where can they go to find us? Well, if you want to listen to us on a platform different than you currently are right now, we're on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also on YouTube. Would you like to give people the information about our YouTube? Yes, you can go to our YouTube channel in the frame where you can find this podcast, the Film Club podcast, as well as the other two podcasts on that channel. That's going to be the Film Odyssey podcast where me and my brother trek through cinema looking for the best film ever made. And we are currently going through the AFI Top 100 films of all time. And you can also look at our other podcast, Too Obscure for TV, which is doing a relaunch. We're releasing newer movie reviews, more like art house movie stuff. And I believe right around this is getting released, we're going to be doing a four mini reviews of our favorite Nick Cage movies the last couple of years. Of course. We're big fans of Nick Cage at, uh, you know, Too Obscure. But yeah, anything else? Well, we got to let you guys go early because we're going to go see Halloween Kills right now. All right, everybody. Goodbye. Be careful of the boogeyman. You are so lame. So are you. Peace.